This is Cockatrice Nuggets with Rich Frazier, serving you up a heaping helping of RPG nuggets straight to your gaming table. Well, it's Friday. It's it's game night, I guess. Uh, but Silent Titans is a bust. I am... I'm thinking it's dead. I'm not going to call it dead for a couple more weeks because I'd like it to happen. I'm really excited for this. But the problem is with Silent Titans is it's not a very drop-in and drop-out game, you know? Um, I like to have an open table. I, I have no problems with an open table. But Silent Titans does not does not want to accept an open table. So I'm thinking of a couple things I can substitute in there. I'm really thinking about Maze of the Blue Medusa. I really want to get that to the table and see how that is to run. Um, uh, I could probably run it with Into the Odd. Um, I don't know. I, I, I am interested in the Into the Odd um, system. I, I want something easy uh, to, to grasp, easy for me, and uh, maybe something that we don't have to roll a lot of dice. Um, I do like rolling dice, though, so, you know, maybe some sort of flavor for BX. Um, if anybody out there has run Maze of the Blue Medusa, um, I know it was written with BX in mind, uh, probably Lamentations in mind, actually. Um, so if anybody out there's ran it or got any ideas on um, which system it, it fits with well or uh, any recommendations, really, um, go ahead and toss those out there. Um, also been thinking about um, getting veins of the earth to the table, but again, that's not very it's not very friendly to an open table. You know, this uh, it's more of a campaign style. I mean, I, veins of the earth would be way easier than Silent Titans is to run an open table. And the problem with Silent Titans is it's a story. It's a continuous story, right? The beginning is a setup for the end. So, I mean, it mentions, it alludes to in the book that, you know, players can die and they will be replaced and such. But it doesn't really, it doesn't fit, you know? It, it assumes that, not players would die, characters would die. <laughs> it would assume, it assumes that all the players are there at the beginning, I think. I've also got some other stuff to look at. You know, I've got uh, Operation Unfathomable. I've got Fever Swamp. I've got all these little things floating around. Um, not to say Operation Unfathomable is little, but it is um, it is smaller than a mega dungeon, right? Or it's everything is smaller than Veins of the Earth. Has anybody seen that book? Have you actually got your hands on it? It's like uh, Stephen King's The Stand and It combined into one novel. Uh, thing's huge. Anyways, it's great though. It's great. Love Patrick Stewart. Love me some Patrick Stewart, especially Strap, uh, with Scrap Princess. Man, they work well together. Anyways, getting sidetracked. So I'm thinking of what I can replace Silent Titans with on its off nights, I guess, is, is what I'm going to say. Um, and then I'm just going to open the table up because it's way easier. It's way easier on me if there's an open table. So, yeah, Silent Titans may be dead. It saddens me, but, uh, you know, maybe this will work out for the best. And, uh, yeah, I still don't know if I'm doing anything tonight. Uh, I'm going to go home and see what's going on. 
Um, I don't know if my son's there or not. Uh, I might just stay home and relax tonight. Sounds, sounds pretty good, actually. So I tried to record last week, and it, it went bad. Woo! <laughs> I didn't do any testing beforehand. I didn't think about it. I didn't, I didn't read much stuff on it. I just had this, this idea in my head that I don't even know where it came from. I can't find it again on the internet. Oh boy. So that, that was a struggle. That was a struggle. So uh, yeah, it started out bad and I was grumpy and I snapped and it happens. I snapped as I was walking out of the room and I came back and I was like, sorry, that was grumpy rich. I shouldn't have said that. And everyone was like, no, it's all, it's okay. And I was like, no, it's not really, but you know, thanks. Um, so what did we do? We, um, I don't even remember. Oh yeah. They, um, went down and freed a demon. They, uh, they, they didn't think he, the demon was going to, uh, honor his side of the bargain, which is fair. Who would? Why would you, right? It's a demon. You don't trust demons. Devils are the ones that tell you what they're doing and then do it. Demons tell you what they're doing and then they screw you over. Uh, but this demon was truthful, which, I don't know, whatever. I, I didn't, I expected them to believe me, but I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they took precautions, right? It's good. So they brought uh, Sooms down. He is the uh, celestial that uh, takes tolls at uh, the gates. Got that from Jason Hobbs. Love the idea, you know? Adventurer tax. He, uh, he takes 15% or 25%. Uh, 15% he takes if you tell him where you got the stuff, 25% if uh, you want to keep it quiet. So this way he's also a source of information. Uh, the players go to him a lot and I don't have a lot on him. So I need to start working on that. I need to, uh, I need to start a rumor stable is what I really need. So they, um, they go down there, they destroy the artifact. Um, the devil says, I can't leave unless you break the line, you know. And uh, the celestial comes around the corner. And he's like, I'm here to banish you, but I can't banish you unless you break the line. So uh, they break the line and the, the devil gates out. Now I am... I'm going back in time for D&D. I am using pre-Planescape Demons and Devils. Um, I've been reading, or I bought Blood War, I don't know, a couple months back. And um, the Blood War box set from Planescape. And uh, it's, it's really good. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I, started, I picked it up and started reading it again. Not because of this, because of something else. Um, but in that supplement, it actually takes away the demon's um, ability to traverse the planes. Uh, teleport without error. Um, and I, I didn't know that teleport really worked across planes in those editions. Um, it kind of makes sense that it does, I guess. I don't know. Um, I need to look it up in fifth edition and see if it's the same kind of thing. Um, but basically, uh, in the second edition adventure that's in the Blood War box set, um, you, you take away the devils and demons power of traversing the planes. And it seems like Yugoloths get to keep it, but I'm not sure. I haven't got to the end of the story yet. Um, 
not the story, the adventure. Anyway, so um, I am building up so that they can do this adventure if they want. It's kind of exciting. I like it. So they freed the two Migo that were freed that were captured down there. Um, they brought the warlock down, uh, Balam, and uh, he uh, conferred with them, and they started using their instruments, and uh, they will be able to find something out, right? Um, I don't really remember what else they did, though. I, I'm struggling right now because uh, that wasn't the whole session. I know there was some uh, random encounters, right? I think uh, no, they did. They they went to back to the floating rocks, right? The, um, they went back to investigate the hex that they heard of in the previous session. Um, so there's these floating rocks. And uh, the way I'm, I'm making hexes right now is I have this huge Excel sheet that just spits out a bunch of crap, right? <laughs> um, I haven't tinkered with it in a while. I think I should sit back down and tinker with it. Uh, maybe it'll get me back in that... Uh, thinking on gaming mood instead of uh, thinking on Minecraft mood. So um, what I'm... What it does is it spits out a bunch of things and one of these things it spits out is um, a uh, an 11 entry 12 really. It's 12 is the plot encounter. 11 entry uh, random monster table. So what I'm using with the hex description and the monster table is creating a narrative. All right? So I've got this uh, Fulminar, right? Which is a, uh, an air elemental that looks kind of like a cheetah, right? Runs through the sky, has a lightning attack, that kind of stuff. Um, and I've got these floating rocks. So I decide he's guarding um, a uh, gate to the elemental plane of air, which may not be too interesting to the party, but it might, you know? Um, anyways, he's guarding it. So he's like, no, you're not getting through, you know. Um, there was a couple other things on the table. I did. I don't remember what they are because I didn't really work them in. Um, there was also a lair on the table. Um, is a lair of uh, rust monsters, which uh, takes the form of a peat bog. Now, I'm getting my lairs from a controversial source. I am using the Axe Supplement Lairs and Encounters, I think it's called. Um, it's really, it's really a great book. Um, I, I purchased, purchased it before all the kerfuffle came out about, um, Alexander. Uh, and, uh, I'm not even sure that I, I haven't researched it, right? Because I haven't gone back to buy any more Axe books because I got it in a bundle. But, uh, anyway, that's neither here nor there. That is, uh, politics, which probably doesn't belong on a gaming podcast. And, uh, you know... I think that uh, Hobbs should sit down and talk to this guy and interview him and get it all out in the open. Oh, I'd love to hear that, Hobbs. If you're listening, I'd love to hear that. I know I already said that to you, but do it, Hobbs. Do it. Uh, anyway, so, uh, yeah, this is, this is an amazing supplement. It has, um, I think it has one entry for each monster in his uh, bestiary, and it's got a sample layer. And it's got like 10 or 15 maps that you can use for these layers, that the, that the layers use, right? It is, um, it's an amazing product. I don't know why anybody else hasn't done this. Uh, I'm sure someone else has done it. If uh, anyone can point me to one, I would love to read it. 
Um, I love this kind of stuff. I love, I love pickup encounters and layers and stuff like that. Um, just uh, books of them, right? I got PDFs of them. Many, 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 too many. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so I've got that all set up. They had a, a random encounter with the uh, Fulminar, and then they uh, chatted with it for a while. Uh, the Fulminar said that there was. Um, shiny metal in the peat bog so that is what they are going to um, look at next time uh, and I don't know when that's going to be actually because we've been talking in the group about playing the old campaign for you it's been moments for me two weeks wow here I am sitting on a Friday with a cancelled Silent Titans again I have had, have a, I've had a bummer of a two weeks, guys. I um, was really hoping to game tonight. I'm really hoping to get into something. I don't, e- I don't even know. I'm gonna maybe research Roll Twenty and maybe do Adventures League or something. I don't even know. Um, I don't even know. Maybe I'll just go to sleep. It's been a rough two weeks, guys. I'm gonna say that a lot. I don't want to talk about it here, though. Um, I'll put a link to my blog in this episode that I started. Um, and if you guys are interested, you can go and read how, how I'm feeling. And, uh, suffice to say, I'm not feeling very good right now. I'm feeling like my priorities are different. I'm feeling like my life's different. I'm feeling like between all the shit that I need to do, between all the shit that I am doing, um, finding a new job, um, yay, finding a new job. And and my feelings, my emotions, I, I don't know if, what I have the energy for right now. Um, that's why I've been gone for two weeks. Uh, that's why I haven't put out an episode. That's why this episode is coming so late. Um, and it's a good time too, my numbers are up, it's really cool. Um, I'm, I'm looking like the highest I've been ever. Um, I had a huge spike. Um, about a year ago, I think, maybe six months ago, I don't remember. Anyway, um, yeah, so uh, I, I'm trying to get this out there, guys. I really want to get this out there. Uh, I like my podcast. I'm not going to stop doing it. I'm not going to stop doing it. But it might go on hiatus. Uh, it might start coming out less frequently. Um, but as much as this is... Um, good for you. It's good for me, right? Um, I get to get to stop and take myself out and, um, yeah, take myself out of it and maybe not dwell, right? All right. On with the recap. So, last week, my Midgard game. We didn't play. We played, um, my Sanguera game and, uh... Yeah, pretty excited about that. It, um, I didn't prep. <laughs> I took an hour right before the game to prep, um, which is fine by me. Um, I like uh, Mike Shea, Lazy DM. He's got really good setup. Um, most of my prep time was spent choosing monsters. Um, so I had uh, um, some really good stuff. I, I spent about a half hour on prep and then a half hour on monsters. I did a a lot of monster research on demons and devils because that's kind of where they were going. Ends up, barely used any of it. Um, I wrote me an encounter table. Um, ended up using it, of course. And they ended up 
um, kind of kind of missing it, right? They walked through the encounter as my players have learned to do um, by not shooting first. Uh, this is um, pretty cool. I like it. Um, I mentioned earlier that I had bought the Blood War box set. Um, I am fascinated by the Blood War. Uh, it's some of my favorite lore in D&D, and uh, I'm using it here. I have decided to um, run a couple of the adventures, and uh, I'm really excited that these guys get to do it. Uh, these are fairly high-level guys, so um, the, the first adventure is for like 1 to 4 or like 3 to 5 or something like that. And these guys are all level um, between 11 and 13. And it's a big party too. And uh, these are their old characters, so everybody's excited to get back into it. Uh, so I had to, I have to, um, you know, bump it up a little bit. It's not a big deal for me. I just, uh, you know, replace a monster here, replace a monster there. Pretty easy. Um, and even some of the encounters aren't really uh, combat encounters. They are role-playing encounters. And with role-playing encounters, I don't need to change the monster at all, really. And, uh, yeah, so, very excited about this. Um, what they did was uh, they um, took some time, prepped in town. Uh, that took a lot longer than I thought. Um, actually, no, it didn't take a lot longer than I thought. I tried to get them to do it on Facebook uh, the week before, um, but I don't know. That's, that's just the way some groups are, right? They don't, they don't think of the game outside the game. Um, and the ones that do can't carry it, right? Because I say, okay, this is, what prep do you want to do? And two people answer, that can't speak for everybody, right? Everybody's got their own shit they want to do, right? So, I started off with questions. I did more questions than normal. I did a question for everybody. Um, and also a, a couple of questions for um, the new characters that were rolling in. Um, so I didn't do a question of the week. I did questions, right? And uh, this was meant specifically to get those characters back into that frame of mind where, you know, their, their world is ending uh, and there's one person to blame for it. And they, he betrayed them basically, right, by um, sending him after uh, the good guy. <laughs> so now they're after Asarak. And uh, the way I've made it is that the only allies that they have are in hell. So they met the blue lady, who they know as some goddess or something. They don't know. Um, and the blue lady had, had told them, um, you know, I'll open this. You can go through now or I'll open the portal in three days for you. So uh, they resupplied, came back in three days. And um, they, uh, they went to hell. Yeah. So um, the blue lady got them as close as she could. Um, she, they had to walk through uh, the layer, uh, the first layer of hell, Avernus. Um, man, I wish this book was coming out just a little bit sooner, right? <laughs> um, always seems to be the case with uh, my games. I, I get this great idea, start running, running along with it, and then boom, there's a book about it. Oh no, I could use that, you know, now, but it doesn't come out. Anyways, so I, um, I uh, bring them to an... A, a, a battle, right? With uh, demons and devils. And uh, they're standing in front of this battle watching the gore and the bloodiness and all the bodies drop and just the fucking the hundreds of thousands of demons and devils fighting here. And at the end, there are very few of either side left, right? Um, and of course, the uh, CR-22 Pit Fiend General is is one of them, right? This is the guy that they need to see, Gazra. Um, 
he he is their their friend, I guess. He's their ally, right? They made a deal with him. Not a very good deal, mind you, but they made a deal with him. He has Black Razor now. Um, and uh, Black Razor said that he misses the character who used to carry him, Carrick. He said, uh, I miss you, Carrick. And uh, Carrick blamed attacking his brother uh, on, on the sword, which... Uh, was very cool, and then he stashed the sword never to use it again, and they ended up trading it to this this pit fiend that I um, that I suckered them in front of. Uh, I don't remember if the um, the episode is recapped, but if it is, it's like over a year ago, um, way back when I started. But uh, what happened was uh, some guy was like, "Hey, you know, I got my boss wants to meet you," and, and they were like, "What?" I was like, yeah, come out of town with me, you know. So they hop in the back of this dude's cart, and he's got a bunch of shovels. So they go out into the middle of nowhere, and he's like, all right, let's start digging. And as they start digging, it seems like uh, time is passing slower than normal. Um, so they're excavating this huge area. And as they're excavating, they kind of look around, and they see, like, um, imps in the background uh, moving dirt around, um, kind of helping out and uh, they're moving faster than normal. Um, so eventually they get to this portal and go through it and it's a chain maze. Uh, there is, um, there are chain walls, right? They're like, uh, not a chain link fence, but like rows of chain. Well, eh, it's like big enough to stick your arm through, right? Grid of chains. Um, now on these chains is cast darkness. So the walls are basically clouds of darkness. Which means that um, the devils on the other side can see through the darkness with their devil sight. And um, they just, uh, they like, use their pole arms to poke through the chains and harry the characters as they go through the maze. So they spend a lot of resources in this maze and get to the end and there's this pit fiend standing in front of them. And he's CR-22, but at the time they definitely could have taken him had they have not used all their resources, you know, they would have stood a chance because it's one against, it was like nine at the time or something. So that's a lot of attacks, you know? Um, and my players are, um, uh, highly refined, shall we say? Um, I don't like mid max because they're good at what they do is what it is. So they, they can deal out, dish out a lot of damage. So anyway, they make a pact with this guy to get Black Razor, and he says, I'll help you find stuff, right? Because his name is the Finder. He, uh, he found Black Razor, um, even though they had it hidden and wrapped in lead and, you know, all those precautions. So uh, anyways, they go down to um, Hell, the Avernus, uh, to meet this Pit Fiend General. And uh, they're very confused, like, why he's there, if he's actually from the, the third layer of Hell. Um, and I have to explain that, you know, th this is the front and no matter where you're from, um, if you fight in the blood war, you fight on Avernus for the most part, um, or one of the, the other planes, sometimes invading the abyss. Um, but there generally isn't an incursion past the first layer of hell, right? Uh, cause if there was an incursion past the first layer of hell, the first layer of hell wouldn't be controlled by devils anymore, probably. Uh, cause you have to get through the first layer to hit the second. So once they figure that out, he's like, I got a job for you. 
I need you to do me a favor. Um, I need you to... Initially, I was like, okay, so the quest reward that this guy's going to give him is going to be something he needs. What is it? It's a crystal ball. He needs to focus his power because this is super hard to do. Um, because this is Asarak, right? This is um, not something that Gosra normally does, um, although he can generally find stuff. Um, he has no idea how to find this guy, right? He, he needs to do some research. So he says, in the meantime, why don't you do me a favor? He says, why don't you, uh, I need you to uh, go to this guy. He'll give you a job and I want you to do it. Uh, what's the job they say? I want you to steal some battle plans. Okay. So I kind of don't let them in on it really. Um, and they're, th they're thinking they need to steal the battle plans for Gazra, when in fact um, they are not. They're stealing uh, battle plans for um, an Asimar that they're working for. Ends up, uh, the Asimar is going to sell it to the highest bidder, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so they, they're wondering the whole time, like, what does this guy want with battle plans, right? And they find out that they're battle plans uh, from the Devil Army. And he's just, they're just like, what is he going to do? Is he going to betray his devil friends, you know? Um, so eventually they figure it out that, oh, it's not for him, right? He's setting up devil battle plans to be stolen to to be sold on the market um, so we ended pretty much there they had a uh, a really good role play encounter with um, the guy I can't remember his name it is it's spiral that's what it is uh, he is an Asimar um, one of the secrets that I, that I had told was that not all celestial celestials are good um, and I played this guy really bad I played this guy like a dick um, this guy was, he was just awful, awful person, right? Because he's got, he's got all the money. He's, he's a weapons runner in the blood war, you know? Um, so, so I channeled my inner, uh, inner gangster, right? My inner, um, my inner gun runner, uh, and, uh, pulled out this nasty, nasty SOR. And, uh, I was like, oh, you could slaughter this guy in a second, you know? You could beat this guy to death with your hands probably only have to hit him once or twice but then you'd have to get out of his house <laughs> um which was a problem right that he's got he, he's set up you know that's uh that's the thing about um you know gangs right i mean even in the real world right especially in the real world we're all just people right if uh if i know this gangster right say that uh i don't know he's in charge of you know all the gangs in you know Santa Clara County. I don't know if that's how they divide it up. I don't know if there's gangs in Santa Clara County. I really don't know how that th this works. Anyway, so I talked to him, right? I could, I, I mean, he's just a guy, right? He can die the same way. He can get shot. He can get stabbed, right? And he can just die the same way. But the reason he doesn't get killed is because he's got people around him all the time. And people aren't going to risk their lives to kill somebody else, right? It's not... Uh, gangs aren't a military institution, right? That's not um, how, how gangs work. Gangs are, uh, in my mind, gangs are based on greed. Um, gangs are generally run by narcissists and full of narcissists. So they're generally thinking of their self and their own well-being. So they're not going to um, show up, kill someone, and know they're going to die. Uh, they might, may, however, do a drive-by or, you know kill a lieutenant at a meeting or something like that, uh, drop the gun, grab the cannoli. So 
yeah, I played this guy as a real asshole. And they hated it. They hated every moment of it. Um, and right at the end, one of the characters did something just like... Like, she had been offended by the way he was treating her. And uh, that's totally right because he was being a dick. Um, and she cast Prestidigitation. Uh, and messed up his fine, fine white clothing. Um, and uh, as they walked out of the room, he said, Deal's off. I'll find somebody else. So uh, there was... Like, everybody was starting to pack up at that moment and then just went, oh shit. And in my head, I'm going, oh shit, right? <laughs> so, uh, ends up, somebody pulls out a piece of, in- or uh, pulls out a point of inspiration and, uh, a literal point of inspiration, mind you, and, uh, offers it up as being able to change that scenario around. And I say he laughs it off and prestigious dices it clean. So, uh, everything worked out in the end, right? Um, and next session we start at the beginning of the job. Field of Nettles. Very excited. Very excited to get into this Blood War stuff. But I hope it's not another two weeks before I see you guys or talk to you guys. I'm really feeling like I'm getting back into my groove. Really feel like I'm getting back into my life without without sacrificing where I'm going. I'll talk to you guys soon. That's all the nuggets we've got this week. Show notes available at slackernerds.com. Want to reach out? Send a voice message using the new link in my show notes, the Anchor FM app or website. Email me at my new email address, cockatrice-nuggets at gmail.com and check out my blog at Slacker Nerds with links to my Patreon and all my other socials. Come join us on the Audio Dungeon Discord server linked in my show notes. This podcast is ranked via iTunes, so leave me a review and some stars there. Share it with your friends or shout it from the rooftops. However you want to get the word out is great with me. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.